0: Hello everyone. Uh, Welcome back to the Puro Puri podcast. Um, We think this is episode 14 of our show, but we're frankly um, not entirely sure because while we could have just pulled up SoundCloud, it has been about what nine months Uh, since we've all eight nine months Um, a
1: mere a mere five a mere Um, five.
0: Oh yeah, we did do one once since I moved to Spain. That's right, we have done one. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm I'm maybe being a bit um, um, I'm, I'm underselling us slightly. We have managed to get our shit together once in five months, which is pretty impressive.
2: Well, you say get our shit together, but I mean George was supremely steaming. <laughs> I mean, it's an absolute disgrace. Look, let's <laughs> let's true. not
1: talk about who may or may not have staggered into his living room with his cock out, yes. walked around for about twenty <laughs> minutes, and yep. spent the next hour hunched over the toilet. Let's yep. just not, let's just gloss over all of that.
0: Yep, no need to go into that. Um, and um, quite outside of my daily life, there was also you, George, that um, um, uh, actually um, did that in our last recording. So,
1: um... <laughs> Quite an idea um, from, uh, so pray for us
0: both uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, I'm Daniel um, As always, that never really changes Not by default anyway um, And I'm back here with my <laughs> compadres uh, George and David uh, Who've done some pretty cool uh, bono episodes In between, so thanks for that guys But we're back now to talk about uh, Pride to pick up where we left off, talking about Pride, Pride, Pride oh, yeah. Fighting Championships, really the the birth of modern mixed martial arts as we know it, and some of legendary names, fights, and ideas that were swirling around at that time. So without further ado, uh, I think we should probably get into a uh,
1: get into carrying on where we left off, lads. Well, but first, actually, we've got a little, little bit of a uh, George and David's adventures in Peru this time uh, because uh, we've actually had quite a spate of us like. Physically meeting up in the same place because uh, myself and Sarah had a very nice holiday in Spain last month, where we uh, got to uh, drop in on uh, on Daniel in uh, yeah, in Madrid lovely. and was treated to some lovely uh, jungle Keanu-approved Senegalese food, and <laughs> then uh, we went off to watch um, RCW in Barcelona, mm. featuring uh, Chris Wolfe.
0: Is it now fair to say friend of the show, Chris Wolf? I th- I
1: think I so. Yeah. Oh, to been. be fair, I don't I don't think I've mentioned this. Uh, on the podcast, apologies if I have. So um, we went to Pro Wrestling Eve, uh, myself and Sarah and a few others. Uh, I think in March, Chris Wolf was there and um, we went to her and had a chat. And uh, you recorded a nice she, video greeting from her to me, which I was very appreciative of. Yeah, well, she remembered us from uh, from last year. I right. said, "Oh, you're you, you you're you're in a club with with the with the patches. Where's your friend, the little one, meaning meaning uh, Luke of uh, I maintain the double foot stomp. silly yeah, uh, That was rather good. Yeah, and then we saw Chris Wolf in uh, in Spain, and uh, shout out to RCW and our, our friend uh, Jose who uh, works for them doing uh, various uh, wrestling. T- uh, Production tasks uh, because it was a really really good show featuring a lot of wrestlers who we know from pro wrestling Eve and then uh, myself and uh, David and you know, several uh, of our friends possibly the biggest gathering of maintainers that have ever been in the same place went I think down it probably to, was um, yeah
2: I think there was about twelve thirteen
0: fourteen I there, think the there? last time we mustered that much was probably York Hall London um,
1: yeah and even, even then I don't I don't think it was double figures oh I don't I don't, I don't think so no. But um yeah, we went down to Bethnal Green for uh Personal Eve Vessel Queendom. Um David uh, came all the way down from um Glasgow, al- albeit not on the flight that uh, he was intended to uh oh, crazy
2: yes. <laughs> Yeah, um I missed my flight and um the next flight was a BA Brit- business class flight <laughs> to London. <laughs> um so two hundred and forty pounds in a credit card later. Um, I was on my way to London, but they had a free fridge full of cans that he said help yourself. Hey. So hey. I rifled through the fridge because many cans is physically physical. What my bag. um,
0: what cans uh, do you get in first class?
2: Uh, Heineken. It um, was an. Am- I took an Amstel Light as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was a couple other ones. There a couple of ciders, but I'm not. I'm not a cider fan. Uh, but yeah, and this. But bearing in mind, this was um, I think quarter past eight in the morning.
1: Uh-huh. So, <laughs> uh, BA business class sounds like the worst reimagining of the A team ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh no, like, business class is great. They gave me a hot towel, uh, to oh, pat myself down <laughs> with, and I got to steal one of their plugs and use their Wi-Fi, and they gave me free breakfast and everything.
0: Is, is the is the um the cloth intended for pinstripey gammon men who have to be up early after a <laughs> night of raging uh, degenerate coke fueled S and M? Uh, so have to. <laughs> Um, kind of make sure that their sores are not too visible.
1: I don't. Yes, I don't think yeah, gammons no. do anything as cool as S and M. Oh, you'd be <laughs> surprised, sweetie. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> they sure they might I say would. that on Question Time.
0: But, the, <laughs> but uh, if I uh, had a uh, pound
1: for every gammon I've seen strapped to the wheel of fortune, <laughs> 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 the pineapple wheel of fortune, in my mates.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh dear. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Um so for fuck's sake so uh yeah it was um i'm trying to think who of the poor world was um at wrestle queen uh, chris wolf once again i've seen her like four four times at four different venues in the last couple of months which is uh very strange um uh, uh at which point is she gonna get a bit worried about this at what point is she gonna get worried probably when we went to a show she was on in spain like that's my guess
2: <laughs> i would say probably when you turned up in her digs that's probably <laughs> when, yeah oh yeah we we, 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 we were staying
1: at the same uh the same gaff uh the night before wrestle queen which was uh which was cool um and okay so uh meiko satomura the queen of england um queen of england, Br- right. brit rest ace meiko satomura wrestling uh yeah. <laughs> wrestling uh kaylee ray uh in an absolutely phenomenal match um yeah i bet that was really good emmy sakura though she's practically a full-time member of the roster despite living in Thailand of all the places and uh, making her European debut, Arja Kong, who we did the bonus episodes on uh, last time around, wrestling uh, Viper in um, a rather wonderful uh, Hoss match. Um, yeah. A few of our friends went to the meet and greet um, and apparently Arja Kong, sort of, uh, sort of, I'm sort of exposing the business here, was uh, very, very kind and lovely, um, especially to our friend um, Tanya's partner's kid, Amaya, who is uh, 12 years old. And it was a little bit apprehensive at um, approaching Arja Kong because, like, she's massive and terrifying. And uh, Arjun really made her, made uh, my ease, so that was really nice. And uh, also, uh, Arja Kong was apparently seen earlier. So there's a, a pug called King Bubba who goes to uh, all these shows, uh, presumably with his owner. And um Arja Kong was seen sort of holding King Bubba, stroking it, and going, ah, Bubba, kawaii. Like,
2: <laughs> ah. Well, um, Azure Kong has been hit with Stuart Lee Syndrome, as we've mentioned in uh, the WrestleMania episode before, where you think someone's going to be absolutely awful to you and they're actually really nice and it breaks a mystique Yeah, yeah, there was like 12 of us in the park before, me and um, Linky uh, discussed the intricacies of the mid-2000s Glasgow golf scene um, I couldn't
1: fucking breathe um, listening to that it was incredible, just the mention of someone called Big Nazi Mo <laughs>
0: There's always one that takes Burzum a little bit too much to heart, isn't there? Oh, indeed.
2: Oh, no, she's now an Antifa, which is quite funny. Um, It's a trajectory
0: that many of us have been on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, it was was a great time. I stayed in Grapp's house with Jackson, brother Mort and Luke, and um, we had to um, practically physically restrain Jackson from um, being taken to the Dolphin by Mort, uh, which is a really shady... Um, Ardman's pub uh, where just everyone takes lots of coke and stabs each other and um, uh, Jackson mentioned to Mort that this was a rough pub and Mort on the bus, steaming at his face just decided that we should go to the dolphin and I had to like, like, go no, I had to turn into the grap's mother and just be like no you cannot go to the dolphin, we need to go home Yeah,
0: if there's one place that was going to sidetrack you at that point, it was the dolphin (laughs)
2: Yeah (laughs) But, um, yeah, Brett, I met Brother Mort. I would say I talked to Brother Mort, but um he didn't talk to me. He does not
1: have a fucking clue what you're saying.
2: <laughs> I had to put on my call centre voice for him for yeah. the second day. Where it was, hi there, Mort. How are you today? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, this is, this um, is I, I've got this as well because not only did I used to work in a call centre, but I'm, I, I now teach English. So I have that, that weird thing where you try and go neutral when you're trying to explain something. And yeah. it go, it's really weird, isn't it, that, that, that voice you automatically it, do? It's,
2: yeah. it's the Drew McIntyre special. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: like your, your own voice, but you just think, I'll remove all the personality and hopefully they'll understand. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so um, yeah. it, it was quite funny because I said something to him and he looked at me blankly, uh, like uh, my, my elderly grandmother does when she doesn't have her death aid in.
0: <laughs> Are you on
2: the and link, I'll, Sheila? Are you on the link? <laughs> and um, I, I said something again to him And I just turned to George Because he doesn't understand the word i was saying does he No alright okay. yeah. I mean
0: I'll, I'll be honest I live in a country where I don't speak very much of the language And um, you just
1: get by <laughs> the,
2: uh,
1: It's fine So yeah, yeah. A Very very yeah. successful weekend all round And uh, like uh, fair play to Eve For getting a really really good turnout uh, To mm. uh, York Hall um, despite super strong style 16 taking place um, a sort of there uh, wasn't even really it wasn't even an hour's space between uh, between the shows and also uh, progress running a, an after party um, during vessel uh, uh, Queendom which personally I think is a bit of a dick move. Um, yeah but um, I mean been... rather gratifyingly half, half the progress roster uh, sacked off their own after party to go to vessel Kingdom. So you just saw like uh, Jimmy Havoc and Chris Brooks sitting back and Flash Morgan Webster going mad over literally everything like um, those people in Myanmar when uh, Zero One did a show there for charity who had never seen wrestling before. So what we'll, what we'll do is just just recap where we left off. So uh, what we are trying to do with this little retrospective about the Pride Fighting Championships is to give you a real diverse flavour of all the different kinds of things that the promotion was about. So we're not just doing Stone Cold Classics. On our previous episode, we gave you Daju Takase versus Manny which is an absolute freak show fight. It's a sumo wrestler against a dude a fifth of his size. Then we gave you uh, Nobuhiko Takala versus Mark Cohen, which was fixed. And then we gave you... Um, uh which which fucking hell, which Gracie was? Royce Gracie, isn't it? Horse, Horse Gracie versus um betray my MMA noobness. Uh Horse Gracie versus Kazushi Sakuraba Um in a match which is a really fascinating example of where MMA was at the time and also of one man's aura slowly being chipped away and not only that but arguably the aura of an entire family. I was going to say yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, as a fight, I think we can agree it's uh, one for the, for the purists, shall we say. Um, yeah. yeah. You might know, so. so what we're going to do now is bring you a uh, match, which is uh, another all-time classic of Pride Fighting Championship but uh, certainly much uh, shorter than uh, 90 minutes, you will be pleased to know. Um, we were going to talk about this last episode, actually, but we didn't have time because it turns out, hey, talking about a an MMA fight in uh, detail which uh, takes an hour and a half to complete is uh, actually rather time-consuming. Who knew? So <laughs> our next fight is... If you thought they were tired after the fight <laughs> finished, imagine. <Yeah>. M- <laughs> imagine mate, how pooped we were after talking about it. Mate, mate, that's nothing. Imagine our fucking listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, what we have now is uh, zipping forward to the 23rd of June, 2002. Uh, we have, uh, with a professional record of 14 wins and one loss, uh, the Predator, Don Fry, with, versus with a professional record of zero wins and two losses, uh, Yoshihiro takiyama So, um you may recall from previous podcasts uh yes indeed yes it, uh, he was mentioned in the uh, new Japan vs. judo no Fi thing he was a professional wrestler in a previous life uh he was i think contracted to pro wrestling noah at the time of this fight he uh, fetched up in all japan so. um after UDLFI ended, spent a few years kind of being really green and not really adjusting to the style, and then as soon as Noah started, suddenly became incredible at uh, pro wrestling and then uh, ended up uh, doing a bit of work in Pride. I think it's fair to say there isn't a more notable mixed martial artist who never won a professional MMA fight than Yoshihiro Takiyama. That That is that's a, pr-
2: a very good show, actually. Yeah. I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, his, I'm in my
1: head. Yeah. he's yeah, a pretty good show. His professional record was, uh, at the end of his MMA career, was uh, zero wins and four losses. Uh, they were all against pretty big hitters in the mra world so uh a bit like katsui shibata his mra record on the surface is objectively terrible but he did get put in there because of his name from pro wrestling with quite a lot of absolute killers so you know um don fry let's talk about this uh, this dude what a man's man um oh. i've i've got i've, I've, got, a, I've got a very uh, vivid memory of playing UFC Undisputed 3 on the Xbox against a friend of mine who isn't into MMA and doesn't know any of the fighters apart from Brock Lesnar. And he was like, well, I'm not going to be Brock Lesnar all the time because that's boring. We're just going to scroll through the other fighters, see who else they've got. And then went on to Don Fry with his fucking 70s porn star Tash and Stars and Stripes trunks and went him.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, you, you've we, it, there's, you've touched on it there, but if no if you, if if people listen to this have never seen don fry uh first of all the, the aesthetically don fry is like the hardest dad imaginable <laughs> right like he is he you're right he, he does well you've just said george he has a porn star uh, tash i disagree he doesn't have a porn star tash what he has is a tash that is taken from the time in not so recent memory in living memory rather where actually a moustache was a signifier of ultimate hetero hard bastardry, right? I'm thinking <laughs> you Graham Soonesses, the Yossah Hughes. You know, I uh, we're talking serious. Like when the is semiotics had a totally different, you know, uh, uh, meaning. So he's got the Tash, but also you're right. He has the preposterous, boneheaded, idiotic sense of patriotism, which is right. If this guy, if you can put stars and stripes on it, he'll he'll put he'll put them fucking on it. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a sun awning, a fucking candlestick, or his fucking shorts, right? He will put a star and stripes on anything. He also, after 9-11, I think it was, came out in one of the most ridiculously basic DIY shirt efforts I've ever seen. And it just said, terrorists suck. <laughs> <laughs> who, who amongst us can argue? John yes, Fry, who? ladies and gentlemen. His name's <laughs> John Fry. He was trained in wrestling by Dan Seven. Yeah. He may have also given him the tash, I'm not sure. In his life outside of mixed martial arts, he's also been a fireman and an emergency relief technician. So, <laughs> Fuck me, what a... This man could not be more hetero and male if he tried.
1: Have you ever been on his website? Um, I don't no. know if, he st- if, it still, if it still does this, but I remember a few years ago, going on his website, and when he went on it, it had a voiceover which said something along the lines of, you've reached the webpage of the predator, Don Fry, now buy something or get out. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant he, he's
0: almost so he's almost so um over the top i mean kind of um preposterous in 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 how kind of butch and manly he is That even someone like me who's generally would probably be kind of turned off by this kind of ultra macho kind of thing i actually just find him great <laughs> i love don friday yeah. as well as that
2: to round off the package that theme music that he comes out to metal, no ah. riff and pop me, man! It's
1: so so good. The, uh, I mean, he's got a pretty good T-shirt on uh, for, for this part as well. It just says Pain Incorporated. Now I remember when it was uh, Pain Limited before they uh, took the had the share flotation and took it public, but you know that's uh... Uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> Those are the days. Um, so um... it was merely a startup in, the, in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just imagine uh, Don 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 Fry's like we're, we're disrupting MMA. Can you imagine Don Fry at, like, a, a tech startup,
0: like, the morning meeting? Like, he's there in his fucking full suit with his notepad trying to take notes, but they're all just lounging about on beanbags, just like, yes, so, like, Don, have you had any ideas of what we can do for, like, the platform? <laughs>
1: it's, 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 it's like Google, like, the slide's going between floors, but when you get to the bottom, Don Fry punches you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, that spits
0: out his uh his chewing tobacco and like puts forward a really 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 racist idea for a new app.
1: So, uh, getting into the uh, getting into the fight. Um, uh, William Shakespeare once said, "Brevity is the soul of wit." None, none, in uh, no case is this more evident than in this match because it's about six minutes long. Um, this won multiple fight of the year awards. Now, if you're looking for an exhibition of you know, grappling technique like lots of different submissions <laughs> flying around, you are absolutely not going to find it. What you are going to find is the best possible tramps in a car park fight. It is. Yes. It's yes.
0: the best possible pub car park fight ever. And I've seen plenty and it's the best. Um, Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> before we get into this match, actually, as you might be aware, and we have touched on it at the end of a uh, previous episode, Yoshihiro Takayama uh, not in the best of health at the moment after... T- uh, just a regulation DDT in a wrestling match went wrong. He was uh, ended up paralysed from the neck down. Now, apparently, he is progressing, uh, I think I think about as well as you could uh, hope, really. He's nowhere near back to how he was, but he has at least regained a degree of uh, mobility. So, when we talk about the brutality of this match, obviously, keep this in mind. Having said that, he had four MMA fights in his career, and... You know, if you've ever seen uh, his matches in Noah and New Japan, uh, you know, the style he worked, all I'm going to say is this MMA fight is probably not the reason that Yoshihiro Takeyama is in the physical no. condition he is now. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: It's not. It no. genuinely isn't. And this fight is one of the one fights that I I show people um, when I um, when I try to explain to them my... Well, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure this is fairly undisputed in some senses, but um, I think overall, over a long time period, um, I think you could probably describe um, pro wrestling as being far more dangerous than MMA, um, in, in my opinion. Um, in, in MMA, you will get an awful lot of short-term um, impact. You might get some long-term stuff if you've been fighting for a long time. But in general, um, even though it's still a bit of a Wild West, MMA has um, medical um, frameworks as a, as a real sport, um, quotation marks,
2: well, oh, well, we'll come to probably. that. When you yeah, talk, yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but,
0: but, you know, but you, know you, you know, in 2018 now, if you're in the UFC and you're going to have, say, a five-year career, if you were like my son or daughter and said, I'm going to go into a, um, UFC and have a five-year career or I'm going to be a wrestler for 25 years, I it, it wouldn't even be a contest for me in which one I would choose for their, their better well-being.
1: Like, um you know having having said that my first um note on the play by play of this match simply says fuck me in all caps um so getting into it basically
2: well actually before even yeah, before on. they start they have the face to face stare down oh yes it, it's just incredible it's it's yeah like you know you're in for a good one when you see the face to face stare um yeah and then fuck me we really have reached Fcon Four.
1: There is not the uh, feeling-out process you would get, say, from a Nobuhiko Takada fight, or at least the ones that uh, aren't works against uh, gym teachers. Um, they just rush in and just immediately start wailing on each other. Takeyama's oh, face is putty after like thirty seconds of this. <laughs> um, oh yeah, seriously. I've, I've, you
0: know, I've seen, I've seen Matt Brown fights that are more restrained than this. You uh, know, you know, it's
1: like just this is outrageous. I,
2: I've seen I've seen football ultra fights that are more restrained <laughs> than this. Yeah.
1: It's um, I mean, you have an initial flurry of ridiculous violence, and then we're with the a clinch in the corner, uh, with uh, you know knees uh, still driving, even the, basically touching nose to nose. They're still trying to do each other uh, a huge amount of uh, damage. Uh, Fry is actually considering he's had fifteen pro fights at this stage and he's only lost one of them takiyama does get the better of the opening couple of minutes or so we end up with a uh, belly to belly which is uh, pretty great and then a uh, knee lift by uh, takiyama to uh, Don mm. Fry this is a move he would become well known for in uh, professional wrestling then we go back to more yeah. punching which is, uh, which is very good. I think what you do see in this fight is Takiyama is, you know, he's a very good pro wrestler. He's trained in shoot style. His defensive technique in M- MMA shoots is, shall we say, somewhat lacking. You know, Fry's strikes <laughs> keep getting through his guard. Um, Accurate, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not really. It's... I'd say, you know, that old definition is like uh, the referee has to ensure they're defending themselves intelligently. He is defending himself, not, I would argue, possibly in the most intelligent manner. No, uh, no, It's a random no. at
2: this point that the commentators have mentioned that... Um, I, I love this, that Takiyama collects American cars. He only has one car. That's <laughs> <like, laughs> I was like, not really the time to be bringing this up as this man's face is literally being mashed that's, into hamburger meat. That's, that's, like like, yeah.
1: that's like saying I collect Gibson Les Pauls. Like, I own <laughs> one. <laughs> it's like saying I collect money. So, <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> but yeah, for, for the record He owns a Chevrolet Chevelle I mean, um,
1: if you're going to have one American car That's not a bad one uh,
2: That's literally, I don't know anything about cars
0: It's literally, if someone said an American car, I'd say Chevrolet Yeah, um, yeah. yeah,
1: Um, So, you um, know The yeah. um, Tachyama just turn it round after uh, Those uh, strikes, get some more knees in the corner Um However, uh,
2: technically... in, in the corner I see that um Don Fry I think his mouth guard falls out and the referee requests a break to let him to put his oh, mouth yeah, card in. Because yeah. you know, guys, safety first.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. <laughs> want anyone
2: getting hurt. He's
0: like, Come on, guys, this is pride. We can't risk the athletes. Put the mouth card back in. <laughs> um <laughs> You'll get, you'll get your smack afterwards from the doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Allegedly. 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 Uh, Takiyama's knees are getting weaker and weaker as he uh, runs out of gas. is somewhat addled by all these punches. Fry's just landing more and more. I've just got oh. the words his fucking face, man. Um,
2: yeah, both, he- uh, both of them are a mess, but Takiyama's face in particular looks like the, you know the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it really, yeah. really looks like it, and um, yeah. I can't, it's it's a Lovecraftian horror of a face. Yeah. And... But 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 atop it still
0: this kind of resplendent um kind of mane uh that 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 just looks as if it's been dry it just looks a little bit D Schneider, the hair. You
2: know? I th- and I would say, right, at this point, like halfway through the match, his face looks worse than Anjos against Hex
0: yeah,
2: He He looks
1: like he needs an echo <laughs> <He
2: doesn't>. pen. <laughs> he yeah. does, he looks he has been stung by a wasp. Or yeah, it's like Smithers. <laughs> it,
1: it does. <laughs> yes! It actually does remind
0: me of that. And the thing about this is, this is a really good... Um, ex- I mean, obviously, in this fight, neither, neither guy really cared, but the thing you said before, George, about how um, these guys, um, you know, all the punches are getting through, especially to Takayama from, from Fry, and... It's because this is a perfect example of what happens when, fine, it's fun if two guys say, you know, fuck it, we'll leave technique at the door. But if you've got no shape, when you're throwing punches, you don't go back to a shape, a defense, some form of defensive shape or reactive shape. This is what happens. (laughs) Like, kids, if you're ever doing combat sports, this is what happens because, you know, it becomes a war and it becomes the first person to be able to like repeatedly punch the other person harder, which is ostensibly what the sport's about but actually when you factor in defense it's not about that it's about finding openings and this entire fight is just an enormous opening
2: (laughs) (laughs) just the way you like it i I (laughs) would say that the amount of shots that each person takes if this was a boxing match if this is two boxers they both have been sparked out like oh the referee stopped it oh yeah well um yeah I mean, like, ostensibly by the letter of the law, we should have probably stopped this about four minutes early. But, you yeah. know, Willie Collins there, uh, fucking refereeing pride, and can't figure out when to make a fucking decision. Oh, yeah, like, uh,
1: the, um, I love that, uh, at one point, Takeyama gets wiped down, and the torch shined in his eyes, like, as if that as if that's gonna do, don't,
2: do anything. Yeah, shine, don't shine a light in my face, mate, the... I've lost a pint of blood. <laughs> yeah. I've just pissed my foot on a spy. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, the uh, commentators put over the fried video game while Takiyama is being checked on uh, we go back to the tramp fight uh, Takiyama tries to take down God bless him and uh, gets uh, judo tripped with uh, Don Fry's nice rudimentary grappling technique
2: it's not it's not like even the- not even you you really undersold this. He comes back from the break. because He come back from a break and have another fucking flurry of punches that are like insane. Like if you had the second flurry in their own no, movie, oh my god, this is awful. But it's the fact that this man has been met checked by fucking Doctor Nick Riviera, and he's doing, yeah, <laughs> this is fine, it's absolutely fine. Goes back in, he just fucking absorb about forty thousand shots with no defense whatsoever. It's yeah. ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous.
0: And, and then and then the, the thing that really gets me is that it's then, then that he thinks, I know what I'll do. Takedown time.
2: Yep.
0: But <laughs> right. I don't know if anyone's ever tried to do a takedown before, right? Doing a takedown takes so much out of you, like so much to the point that when I first started grappling, I was like, you know what? I might just do strikes. Uh, <laughs> like it takes that much energy. Like I would rather... Hit, like do like five rounds In terms of tiredness then probably do five takedowns In a row like so at that point <laughs> To think ah, you know what I'll do now I'll expend like, just about every bit of energy I've got left on taking this guy down is Incredibly
1: brave But yeah. also totally suicidal yeah, And he did <laughs> not have much energy left no, because he, oh, he went
2: oh. for another belly-to-belly and just totally, absolutely shat the bed on it, and he, he just like, landed <laughs> with Fry yeah. on top of him.
1: Yeah, yeah, Don Fry ends up in the mountain. If you do not want Don Fry punching you while you're both standing up, you definitely don't want him punching you <laughs> when he's on top of you. Takiyama <laughs> heroically goes for a Kimura, but takes more, <laughs> takes more punches, and finally the ref stops it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, like... An absolute shambles of a refereeing decision. Um, Just, I mean, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. How on earth this this allowed to go six minutes and twelve seconds? And fuck me, there was no chance that this should ever have went six minute and twelve seconds. Uh, I thought all the videos I seen at first were like two and a half minutes. I thought this match is like two and a half minutes long. It should have been. <laughs> but It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Insane. yeah.
1: Fucking hell! Yeah. Like I mean. Yeah, what can you say about it? Like, uh,
2: I mean, Takiyama's face looks like a mince. Absolutely, like it's it's ridiculous. He, he looks like he wants to cry, but his yeah. tear ducts have been smashed in. So he he can't doesn't cry. he doesn't
0: just look like yeah yeah he, he looks like one of them fried breakfasts that comes out of a tin all at once, <laughs> like as if it's just been decanted onto this kind of like uh, you know um, kind of granite surface and like smothered over the top. I'm sure I saw a little, uh, like a, a little button mushroom.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm more of team. a, more of a Dutch originals man myself, but I'll, uh, yeah, of
2: course, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's good mushroom
1: chat though. Good mushroom. Yeah. Chat. I was going to um, say the best kind of mushroom chat, arguably. Um, uh, well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Did, did you happen to, yeah. uh, do you happen to catch the post-match of this? They, there's some giant banners that look like dollar bills, which is, uh, which is uh, pretty great. Again, going in with the whole, could Don Fry be any more American? The answer is none, none more American. And then the commentators no. also mention, I think from the same show, um, Kiyoshi Tamura versus Bob Sapp. Ah, oh, have, you, have, you, have you seen that? I've not. I've never seen it. It sounds amazing.
2: Bob yeah, Sapp, yeah. It squashes him, apparently. That's what he said in the commentary. Well, of course he does.
1: He outweighs like, him by like
2: £100. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to Bob um, Sapp. Um, yeah. I mean, like... Could you please refer to him by his correct name, which is Bob Sap please. I, I can.
1: Bob, Bobbu Sapu himself. So um Sapu. So um oh, apparently after this fight as well, uh armu apologised to Fry for not giving him a better match. <laughs> I
2: mean As a commander turned not going up to Misawa after six three ninety four and I was blown at match for the first, last twenty five minutes. He was like
1: sorry <laughs> four and three quarter stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: This um, it, this um, isn't exactly the same as an example, but it, the the sheer amount of kind of um uh, a kind of masochism that's inherent in that statement reminds me of um when years ago, um about twenty odd years ago, when um a uh, uh, city were managed by Alan Ball, um when we were really really um you know um, about to start our descent down the leagues, um um he we got beaten by Liverpool six 0 so not that much has changed, um and. After the game, Alan Ball was asked uh, um, what his thoughts on the game were. And you know what the first thing he said was? He said, oh, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the game. Oh, did you, Alan? Did you enjoy the game, did you? Oh, that's good of you. It must be nice to enjoy the game because we've travelled down on the fucking motorway and fucking have to get back. To... Oh my God. Right, he had
2: a front row seat. What a what, turn up for the books. Front row yeah. seat and get such a great game.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then he went home and he had loads of money in his bank account. Marvellous! I love the fact hey. that you can like have a season where you won the Premier League with a hundred points and like you're still scarred by things like this. Ah, no, but that, that's that's what
2: makes
0: the that's what makes all the success better. You know, you have to remember the the, the, the degradation
2: and the pain. You know. It, well, I mean, when out. when won win the league by hundred points in the year thirty forty two, it'll be fucking grand. All the all the misery we've been through. It'll,
0: it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, you
2: know, it's,
0: it's going to be all right.
1: So,
2: um,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, like, do seek this uh, this fight out. It is it is incredible.
2: Oh, it, that says the, the greatest MMA fight of all time to me. Like, I absolutely adore this. <laughs> this uh, like, nothing can beat this. Nothing at all.
1: Well, I mean, you say that, we're about to get to a, a couple of fights, which I would describe as uh, short but sweet. Um, So we're going forward uh, a year in time now, uh, 10th of August, 2003. So it is uh, Mirko uh, Krokop, a.k.a. Mirko uh, Filipovich, which is the name he went uh, by uh, he is called Crocop because uh, it's short for Croatian cop
2: because he is yes, an li- actual armed police yeah he is, that is, yeah, he is literally <laughs> in the Croatian
1: anti-terror police so uh, yeah. Mirko <laughs> Crocop terrifying hard man with a professional record of five wins zero losses and two no contests um, versus with a professional record of fifty one wins and seven losses <laughs> Igor uh, Vovchanchen.
2: Uh, please refer to him by his correct name. The Ukrainian Freight Train. <laughs> <He was laughs> the Ukrainian Freight Train.
0: That's right. Oh, my God. I've got so much to say about both these guys.
1: Who wants to start Yeah, off. I mean, like, when, when we when we talk about Vovchanchin, uh, do bear in mind what we said in our previous episode was that after Sakuraba had had his horrendous 90-minute uh, Gracie fight, that was the first round of a tournament, and he then had to fight Igor Vovchanchin, who, as we've... <laughs> I've just said, I mean, take a look at his record. He fought a lot and he won the vast majority of them. Um, I will say, however, he does look a yeah. bit like um, the uh, centrist melt de nos jours Emmanuel Macron. I don't know if you have if you uh, noticed that.
0: I did not notice that, but now you've said it, I can't unsee it.
1: I'm, ver- I'm very sorry if I've uh, ruined uh, him for you by um, comparing him to uh, the human TED talk that is currently the president of France.
0: Yeah, the yeah the 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 office effluence that is uh, inhabiting the Champs Elysees. Um,
2: yeah. Well, um, I, I was going to say that um, Crow Cop um, meeting with Shanshan. Is this the 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 biggest meeting of a police and a freight train since Ronnie Biggs escaped to Rio? <laughs> <laughs> Stick that
1: one up your coppers. Well, I mean just. <laughs> I mean, just just like uh, Ronnie Biggs, uh, uh, MMA is very popular in Brazil. It is.
2: It is. And also uh, funded by criminals. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah.
1: Allegedly. Um, well, um, not in Bride's case. That we definitely don't need allegedly on that.
2: No, <laughs> that no, fun, no. Yes.
1: Yeah. All the UFC. Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of allegedly, just before we do this, I don't think we've told the uh, I don't know if you have even told Daniel about the uh, the April Fools' prank that I uh, that I did. Oh. Um, so basically,
2: I, I haven't even put this in Twitter, but I mean, golf clap for for George here. I, well, don't put it on Twitter because I think what I did might be illegal. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: so this is how all good stories start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, what I did, um, um, I insisted, uh, en- sorry, insisted, enlisted the uh, help of uh, David's lovely wife in this uh, in this uh, escapade because um, David's lovely wife. Basically, what I did was uh, using a uh, template I found on the internet. I am uh, not a legal scholar. Um, confected a. Uh, fake libel letter purporting to be from uh, the lawyer of Kensuke Sasaki. Um, I'm I'm going to read you. Uh, I'm going to read now. to you from it. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, you, you won't like him when he's angry. or tired uh, where the where, where the
2: fuck I, I have the letter here if you want
1: it. I oh, know I've uh, I've got I've got it. Yeah, it's, it's saved under 2018 April 4. Um So uh,
2: pies will be another one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would. Um. I was. I was going to uh, get. Um. Get our friend Ash to design a logo, but in the end, I just. Uh, used. Used the logo of a real law firm. Again. My. <laughs> this is why it's probably not a good idea to put this on uh, Twitter. So. Um. Yeah. It says. Um. We have evidence to prove that the podcast hosted by your SoundCloud account website, and then the URL. Bucket's website in uh, in uh, quotation marks. That's how this stuff works. Contain serious, untrue, and highly defamatory com- comments towards our clients. Some of which contain malicious falsehood. In doing so, defamatory comments are being communicated to thousands of people. Maybe a bit of a stretch throughout the world, posing a serious threat to the reputation of our client. Uh, the defamatory episode is located at the web link as follows. The allegations, which will be the subject of possible action, are in summary as follows: that at one hour, seventeen minutes, and thirty seconds of the episode, yourself and your co-host began a discussion alleging that our client murdered. Gompei in an incident at the New Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo in 1995. Next bullet point that a false no, and defamatory statement, brackets, he did kill a man, was spoken by a co host, Daniel, followed by the word no. allegedly by both he and yourself. Next bullet point that a second defamatory statement, brackets, he might not sue us, but he might get us in for a grappling session, was spoken by yourself. <laughs> Immediately following the word allegedly, implying that our client committed the aforementioned crime and thus rendering the preceding disclaimer, brackets, allegedly, uh, null and void, I have uh, put a um, a precedent in here, uh, Pril versus Lamat, 1969, um, Lamat being French for the fool, so there's a nice uh, subtle clue for you, and Pril being... Oh, you are, you are very droll. Uh, Pril being uh, the word April in which language, David? um albanian it is albanian yes, yes.
2: hold done.
1: next bullet point up. that by not challenging sufficiently the false and defamatory statements of your co-host you gave implicit assent to these statements and uh so it goes on so i um basically i printed this off put it in an envelope put the envelope in another envelope with the address of david's wife on with instructions to her to say on uh, april the 1st because it was sunday post so I, I thought about this in a lot of detail to say, "Oh, by the way, this came for you," and then to open it. Also, the um, signature I put on it above the name of the uh, fictional lawyer I had invented was just April Fool in katakana. So there's uh, there's that. And uh, so um, yeah, this ends the uh, the saga of uh, the greatest April Fool's Day prank of all time. I uh, I hope you will agree, but I I um, just felt uh, the need that, that, to. That, that, uh, that is. That. That.
2: I, I would like to say just in case Kensuke Sasaki um, did not kill a man as we uh, he was not convicted he yeah, is no. completely innocent and I love you Kensuke Sasaki please don't hurt me yes
1: yeah.
2: financially
1: yeah, yes yes um, so with that out of the way um. Let's uh. The, well, I say let's do the play by play the match. There really isn't much to on. do play
0: by play on. We should probably before we we do that. We should probably um um. I don't know how we're doing for time, but we should give some um outline, a bit more outline about the two yeah. the two fighters. Okay. Here, well, yeah, the D- yeah.
1: Daniel. Yeah. So uh, so we we can.
0: Yeah. Because can... I mean, yeah. If you're talking like, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, you can probably split MMA history up into kind of modern MMA history, sort of from its inception up into maybe three stages roughly i would say and i would say that at this point we're beginning to sort of get to the the point that is between uh the, the first part of kind of proto um and um kind of um, experimental almost um, ex- um ideas about staging rule sets um, and things like that and things are beginning just beginning to flatten out slightly into a sport that is becoming kind of recognized, at least um, in terms of each promotions rule set, as valid, um, and also kind of um, developing a little bit of its own language and, and grammar. And these guys were actually quite important in, in that particular period. So we've got, first of all, Krokop, who looks exactly as you would imagine, someone that was in the Croatian Special Forces to look like. He's got a crew cut. He's built as fuck. He's massive. Um and he has got two of the stockiest pairs of thighs and legs. Um, I think that um, um uh, people have probably seen in MMA up to that point. And um, quite simply, he is a kickboxer. Um, no ifs, no buts, he's a kickboxer. Um, he was famous for his incredibly lethal um um uh, left leg um head kick. He's famous, um, which is one of the most badass phrases ever. This would fit in so well in like pro wrestling, like the eighties in the territory somewhere. His a famous um, phrase upon knocking out an opponent with that kick was "right leg hospital, left leg cemetery," Fucking <laughs> um, hell. <laughs> which is phenomenal. Um, he was an incredible um, for the time, a very very dangerous kickboxer and striker. These days, if you're watching back with modern eyes, when you see so much kind of really high level like Muay Thai and, um, and kickboxing, MMA, someone like Johan and Jacek, for example, um, yeah, the, the the movement, the uh, the uh, the kind of um, the the, I suppose you would say the poise, and it lacks a little bit, uh, but for its time, at and, and heavyweight as well, these are big guys. Uh, this guy was a seriously dangerous striker. Vov um, Chanchin is even more interesting in some ways. Um, he looks a little less conventional in terms of um, his, um, his looks. He could be a little bit pudgy sometimes. Um, But at this point in his career, he was one of those guys a little bit like Don Fry, who'd kind of come up doing a little bit of everything, a little bit of boxing here and there, some kickboxing, wrestling, sambo, judo. Um, So a real kind of varied um, background for this guy, but he was also known as a real tough um, slugger with a lower center of gravity than most heavyweights, but therefore a shorter reach as well, um, which this fight um, um, kind of um, will will demonstrate quite, uh, <laughs> yes, quite will, uh, will. Uh, oh. you know. Uh, but Vovchanchan, a very important guy in that um, period of MMA as well. Very well liked by fans, well remembered as um, a very, very tough guy who had fun fights. Again, look, these guys but it's, at this stage in MMA, they are limited. Um, and it's not necessarily their fault. MMA at this point was not fully mixed martial arts. It was a limited sport in which specialists Often competed against each other and would have rudimentary training in the other aspects of the arts, possibly only on the defensive end. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, this fight, but two very important figures in, in MMA history and two fighters that I think a lot of people have got an awful lot of, um, of time for.
2: I mean, you put it this way, Krokop is headlining in Be- uh, the O2 in like two weeks hmm. uh, for Bellator. Oh, Krokop's
0: still I mean, You know, Krokop's not been the fighter that he, he has for, you know, nigh on 15 years, but He's still, he's still a big name. People love him. Are we good you know? enough
1: for fucking Bellator?
0: <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> I'm good enough for Bellator. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, for me, I mean, for me, cro is possibly the biggest icon of pride for me. Uh, of, uh, alongside maybe Fedor, uh, who we'll come to later. Hmm. For me, cro was always the one I knew when I was younger, not really into MMA. But I knew who cro was, and yeah, he is. Absolute nails. Um, I put it this way I would not like to uh, be done raided by him um, at all. No. Yeah. Uh,
0: But yeah, the the last thing I was going to say about Krokop is that you're you're right, David. He uh, is a genuinely menacing looking man. He's um, at this point one of the the finest sort of heavyweight MMA strikers um, in pride. But also, actually, what I really like about Krokop is that he did one of, in my opinion, the most sporting things. I've ever seen a sportsman of any, um, 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 you know, discipline ever do, Uh, which you can go on YouTube if you want to find this, anyone, go on YouTube and type in Crow Cop um, Noguera interview. Okay. At one point, Crow Cops penciled into fight um, 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 Noguera, Big Nog, who's pretty much my favorite heavyweight of all time. Love him. He's the guy that got me into MMA. Uh, But um, Noguera had a very difficult life. He was run over as a child. Um, he was expected not to live very long. He's got a huge scar down his back that's proof of that. Um, and he's a very brave man that fought through a lot of problems to become a, a, a champion when nothing was expected of him. Now, Krokop, for as much as he was a big rival with him, um, went on a Croatian sports television show where there was a bunch of sports journalists um, basically saying that Nogueira was a, a pussy, uh, a wimp, that he um, was scared of Krokop, um, that um, Krokop was going to you know, um, um, take him out. And you'd expect when you're watching this for Crow Cop to kind of sit there, soak it up and agree with them and kind of, you know, get um, egged on by it. But he gets so angry and articulately angry with them. And in a very, very um, forthright and um, I actually think really kind of um, uh, morally upright way, he dresses these guys down. He says, you haven't got a clue what this guy's about. You've never been in a ring. You don't know what kind of toughness it takes to get run over as a child. There's a reason they call him Minotauro and I don't like you putting him down on national television. Which I think, compared if you compare that to something like the Farrago that was like McGregor Mayweather.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. you know, we're talking about a guy who's who, you know, at least has that it's in his background. Yeah. 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 It's like
1: uh, yeah. that bit in the uh, the Graham Taylor documentary where uh, there's the the guys are uh, abusing John Barnes and uh, mm. Graham Taylor just turns around and said, "Hey, that's a that's a that's a human being you're shouting at there. Show some manners." Yeah. You know
0: you know, and it's just a, it's not it's not a radical gesture or anything, but it's just a nice moment of decency, yeah. in a sport which is often premised on people being really horrible, yeah, for each other. exactly. Um, you know, um,
2: so oh, one, one fun fact before we go on, you mentioned have being genuinely menacing, and I just wanted to mention that in my eFed, I once booked uh, the Ukrainian freight chain Igor Vashanchin to take on the genuine menace Gary Albright. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs>
1: Did 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 oh. did you guys see the uh, picture of uh, uh, Chihiro Hashimoto wearing the uh, uh, Gary Albright t-shirt? Yes, possibly the most imperially beautiful sight I've ever seen in my life.
0: So good. I-, I think George might have had to have taken a few days off the internet after that. It was. Uh... <laughs> I
1: probably should anyway. I'm on Twitter all the fucking time now. Um... <laughs> Mate, so the um so yeah the fight um <laughs> such as it is uh there, it starts with a lovely high kick from Koko that uh Vovchanchin barely dodges uh yeah. barely dodges there were, they are just going to town uh swinging and missing all over the place there are so many strikes missing just barely that look like they would end the fight in an instant these guys are coming within a whisker of being knocked the fuck out many many times yeah. over and uh, just just as I uh just as I I say that, um, Crocop absolutely drops Vovchanjin with a high kick to the head and punts him on the ground, but he is already dead, and that's the fight. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like
2: yeah, um, I've just
1: told you everything that happens in it. Yeah,
2: Vovchanji went down like he'd been sniped, like he'd been assassinated from like the, the top oh. row. It is insane how like hard that kick was. Like, uh, yeah. where, whereas Fry Takayama gave us volume, and um, this gave mm-hmm. us uh, one thing. And it made up for it. Um, oh my god! Like this kick, you're not you're not oh. wrong about you know uh, right leg hospital, left leg cemetery. Fuck me, I don't oh. know how he got up.
0: You know, it's it's the the, the 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 tragic thing about it though is that in the little exchange just before it, there's a point when Vovchanchin sees an opening and he swings a nice high kick, um, and it it just sort of misses Krokop. Yeah. And at that point. Yeah. You begin to think that you can see what's happening psychologically, you know, because Bovchanian, who I mentioned before, he's he's smaller, he's got very little reach in comparison. He's got these quite small arms for his body, so basically he knows. Well, this is what I'm reading into as like, a fight fan. He he's he's thinking I need to counter punch here, right? The problem is, is that he has to time those counter punches against. Um, like sort of this offense from Crocop, which is like notoriously pinpoint. So he does what a lot of people do in that situation. He basically comes across like he's a bit nervous and twitchy and almost kind of oversensitive to his opponent. And Crocop's just like stalking him, you know? Um, And if you've like ever um, uh, seen or like trained or like watched a guy like that who just stalks people, they just look all calm and you're sort of bobbing and weaving about. And it psychologically can sometimes come across a little bit like you're scared. Um, Sometimes it's not like that. It can be an excellent tactic if you do it kind of intelligently. Um, Rose Namahunas um, used her footwork, ring craft like, really well, popping in out of like little pockets against Yoni and chick in, in their last fight. But after this kind of nervous open exchange, you can see Igor puts together this little combination. He goes for the kick, and he gets back to his stance, and he and he, he swings that kick, and you see Mirko's not troubled by it, but you almost see Igor begin to think, and he's trying to when you're looking back at it. It's like real pathos. You see him begin to think, Hey! hey, it's on
1: here. (laughs) Five seconds later, it looks like he's been
2: shot in the
1: face. It's on here, but... It's on, but but not in the way he thinks. Um, Accommodators say ooh-la-la over the replay, which uh, always gets... uh, Yes, I put that as well. It's it's like when you watch that old French catch wrestling from the sixties, it's the most urbane yeah. thing ever. The commentators say ooh la la quite a lot and which I did yeah. which I didn't think was the thing French people actually said. And the refs no. were having a tux. It's very good stuff. Yeah, um,
2: phenomenal. So
1: I mean, yeah, crocop versus Bob Chanchan, if you wanna watch it on YouTube, it will not you don't have to set aside the evening for it.
2: No, I, I watched it in my fifteen minute break in work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's wonderful.
1: So um yeah um the next the next fight we're going to talk about comes from a similar genre um not so much known for a big uh knockout uh blow so much as a blow <laughs> that by all rights should have knocked someone out and uh, uh, yes. somehow didn't yeah. this is one of the most famous spots in uh, pride history so the uh, the fight is between uh, Fedor Emelianenko uh, it's from, sorry, uh, the date, the 25th of April, 2004. Uh, Fedor Emelianenko with a professional record of 18 wins and one loss. Pretty impressive. Versus uh, Kevin Randleman with a professional record of 15 wins and seven losses. Um, now, you may... For an extra point. Yeah. Sorry, for an extra point. Who was the one loss to?
0: Can anyone,
2: does anyone
1: know? Uh, oh. Was it, was it Chanchin?
0: Nope, not Vovchanchan. So
2: not like really late on. So not... some. It's early. It's early, and it's in a promotion that
0: um, was at one time a shoot style. Pro Alexander promotion.
2: Karelin, isn't it?
0: No. Oh um um fuck uh god Volkan. It's not Volkan, but he did wrestle in, in rings as well.
2: It's not his brother, is it? The other Emilian Inkle. The uh,
1: the 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 violent rapist.
2: Uh no no no.
1: Um, <laughs> sorry, I just caught on to what you said then. Like uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah. So it take it took place in um, as as people have probably guessed now. It took place in Rings, okay. Um, now this was when Rings was transitioning out of um completely worked matches, um and was going into um well you know more <laughs> more legitimate but not always matches. Um, it was uh, Toshiyori. I can never pronounce this. Was it? Oh, uh, T-
1: oh Is T.K. Really? more commonly known. Yeah. Because he was, he was an excellent shoot style wrestler. I never thought he had much of a record as a fighter.
0: Well, this is the thing. Um, this fight, if you go on, um, and Jack Slack's been doing this on Facebook recently, which is why I was reminded of this. Because uh, um, Jack Slack's uh, probably the best MMA writer on the planet, uh, but he's got a very entertaining personal Facebook um, uh, page because he runs it like for a, as a, you know a, 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 in a professional capacity as a writer, and he often trolls kind of um, you know really sort of bottom of the barrel. Scum, um MMA assured uh, of wankers and he basically um um has um started um talking about how uh, you know um uh, fedor wasn't undefeated because this loss was on it was in rings and it actually matters and it was basically because um uh, tk basically um went for a strike slightly missed but his elbow grazed fedor just slightly an impact and you know sometimes when an elbow just grazes somebody can open up a nasty cut yeah, yeah yeah so it opened up this nasty cut and it was actually a tko Wow. but but a TKO in my opinion and in some other fight fans a TKO loss is still a loss. Other fighters have to have TKO losses on their on their resume. So I don't see why Fedor shouldn't.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, that's you know. That, that's um... some that's some great MMA trivia. Um I was going to say about Fedor, um if if you don't like if you're listening to this you're just a purely a, a pro wrestling fan, um you've never really watched uh, much MMA. Um You may know what Fedor Emelianenko looks like. You may not have known it was him, but you may have seen his picture. Um, I'm just going to give you a couple of sentences. This is the ideal male body. You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that meme? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the original picture of that was this sort of, um, I guess he was a right-wing politician, and he was tweeting that, and it was a picture of Fedor.
2: Yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, he also has one of the greatest nicknames in all of uh, combat sports. Which the is? The Last Emperor. The Last oh, Emperor. name. Hailey Hailey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But, the, I mean, the thing is about Fedor is just to give people an idea. It's impossible for people to understand the mystique that this man had and the aura that surrounded him. Um, for a long, long, long time, until I think maybe MMA writing and criticism caught up a little bit, it was genu- generally considered, probably up until about three, four years ago even, that it was that there was no question about it. That Fedor was the greatest heavyweight of all time, if not the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Now, our thinking has evolved a lot more now and people taking it kind of different metrics, different ideas about what it is to be the best. So now Fedor is maybe n- not quite as high up in that conversation, or to some he is. But this guy was a guy um, from Stary Oskol in Russia. Like, Stary Oskol. It even sounds like some out of a sci-fi book, or like you know, uh, or like a war battalion Italian or something, you know. Like, and he comes out combining um, two things which are um, both impenetrable, um, secretive, um, and also damaging, uh, which is um, the um, uh, ultra effective um, combat art of sambo and the aesthetic of the um, uh, Russian Orthodox Church. <laughs> God, I'll tell you what, that was hard work getting around to that one. I
1: kept forgetting what the punchline was. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sure we can all agree it was worth it. So let's... uh... I think you'll find he has a Patriarch Kirilla right hook. (laughs) Jesus! I'm not even sure I get that, but I think I do. I think that's the name of the... Like, he was the Patriarch of of the Russian Orthodox... I'm just going to check I've got this right, because if I've made an accurate Russian Orthodox church joke on the... on the uh, podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely shit.
0: Like David's dogs all over
1: again. See oh yeah, one? Patriarch Kirill, primate of the Russian Russian Orthodox Church. Thank God we laid that one to rest. <laughs> How could we have slept the night? I mean, if only we could name, we could lay the entire religion to rest. But that's that's another thing. Um, well, well, that's
0: the, end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Russian so.
1: Orthodox religion is wrestling. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Randleman. Um, now he was a sort of he was a top level amateur wrestler. Am I right in uh, saying that? Yeah. Uh Randleman, yeah, yeah,
0: Kevin Randleman, yeah. I think I wanna say he was like um pretty elite NCAA level, but I'm gonna just check that now because uh it's uh, let's just check this. Um I mean put it this way, yeah, so his background's in collegiate wrestling. Uh, sorry, JR boys. Background in collegiate wrestling, Great collegiate background. Uh Ah, yes, yeah. He didn't just... Ah, okay, so his... Oh, wow. Um, he had a, a string of 42 victories in a row Fuck. and first place finish. <laughs> and a first place finish in the Big Ten tournament. And All-American has dominated the NCAA tournament before losing in the final. But Randall then went undefeated during his sophomore year and won the NCAA tournament. Oh, and then, by the way, he did it again the next year, despite having his jaw dislocated. <laughs> that...
2: Aye, but right. does, he, does he have 54-week titles and a Ramsons Cup, though? No. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's the question! That's the question! But, um, uh, I mean, Randleman, like, obviously, as you can tell from that high-level grappler, um, amazingly good athlete. Uh, he uh, wow. fetched up in Hustle, as did fucking everyone. And Hustle actually shared a parent company with Pride. Um, if you, see, uh, So, Kevin Randleman, doing a bit of pro wrestling, very silly pro wrestling, because it's Hustle. But, you know, he's he's, uh, he's uh, doing the work. And um, there's a, a GIF I saw, I think Chris Wolf posted it the, uh, the other day, actually, of um, Kevin Randleman, someone comes at him, um, and he does a leapfrog, which I'm not kidding, is arguably better than Sonadas, and I do not say that lightly. And then he jumps onto the second rope and does a springboard crossbody out of the corner.
0: Genuinely, I maintain Kevin Randleman could have been a great wrestler with the
1: right training. He absolutely could. Also, do you know who, who he was? Looks um, like one as well. You know who he was tagging in with in that uh, match? Uh, Sylvester Turkai. Oh wow! Who is now a car salesman? I think. <laughs> <laughs> and arguably, always was. <laughs> So, uh, Randomin charges and uh, lifts, lifts Fedor, but uh, gets a takedown on him pretty early. Doors. Uh, Fedor's doing those, uh, he's doing those little Shane McMahon punches that uh, people like to do to try and get out of a clinch or uh, a takedown. One of my favourite things in uh, in MMA. Uh, Fedor. Uh, I mean, let, let's, David. How would you describe what happens next?
2: Oh, for fuck's sake! Right, <laughs> um, like. <laughs> Random and, like, he just wires in. He just goes straight for him and then gets a takedown. And then, um... What is it? What is he tries to do? He tries to, like, put... He tries to put on a hold and, uh, Fedor slips out of it. What happens is Random and grabs him from behind by the waist and fucking German suplexes him. And I'm not... Mm -hmm. I'm not meaning, like, your shitty WWE German suplexes. No, No, this is full-on Vader and OK on your head. Like... Paralysis hmm. of German suplex. This is insane.
0: But 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 not as an yeah, not as an accident of choreography or a a, a missed stunt, but as a deliberate. I'm trying to basically kill this person. Yeah, very yeah. much. Right.
2: But and he
1: he's not a, he's not a small man either uh, to be lifting up.
2: No, it, oh my not. goodness. But the scary thing is, is that he goes to capitalize, and Fedor is just absolutely like unfazed. He's just this absolute psycho I have never
0: seen anyone. It's the greatest no sell in the history of anything. It's incredible yeah i mean, it's like, yeah. He looks like he not he looks
1: like he, 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 he looks like he's he's actually fairly relaxed about things he's like, oh well that, that's over not only does he no sell it like he like thirty seconds later he fucking wins yeah <laughs> with a nice a nice calmly applied submission yeah like a little americanos lovely
2: Randman is always like he's um you know, it looks like he's like, right. I've dropped him in his head. He can't possibly get up from this. I have this in the bag. I'm going to go for the finish. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he's been caught in a Yano type snafu. And suddenly he's just tapping out because of absolute shenanigans from Fedor. Fedor is fucking terrifying. How I mean, on earth it, this? I, I don't know. It
1: It, it is absolutely. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like um... and, you
0: know, this, this is this is why. Just because I was going to say, this is why Fedor is uh, had that had that mystique. This is one of the key matches as uh, um, in that the key fights because the, it wasn't just the, the, the brutality that he he was subjected to. It was the manner in which with this kind of cyborg intensity, he just got back into position, rode it out, and then looked for an opening and you know that combined with the fact that he was from the backwoods of russia that um you know um he seemed to be unbeatable that he pioneered this like really crazy kind of um moving about a lot of mobility on top of looking for like really intricate ground and pound angles like this guy was the thought of as the most the most terrifying man in the world the hardest
1: guy in the world like right yeah absolutely like yeah, it's um, it's it's it, 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 it is an insane fight like again like short but sweet because i mean god there's there's so many mma fights which are long and not particularly interesting whereas here again is I think it's under two minutes it's really not very long but you get it's about a moment and I say this sort of underrated aftermath because everyone's seen the gif and like you'd assume the guy who German suplex the guy right on the top of his head wins he does not he loses in very short order one thing I wanted to ask actually because I know it, there's certain moves you're not allowed to do in UFC like you're not allowed to bring an elbow like straight down from like 12 to 6 position uh like with the point of elbow. you're not allowed to do that is german suplexing a dude onto your head something you're not allowed to do in ufc i, I guess it never um, really comes it, up no, but
0: like it, it, no it, it it people have done variations on that and people what well, people have done what would be a basic uh german suplex i suppose that one that doesn't have quite as much arc talk and impact as that um, so it does happen, but um, generally um, it wouldn't be too much of a danger because in a sort of standard German suplex a person wouldn't land on their neck anyway necessarily. They would perhaps just um, land maybe on the base of the neck down to the top of the spine which is just as bad, but it's a kind of different uh, angle. It would be legal in the UFC, I think I'm right in saying it's just that it's just so rare that it's not really going to yeah. be a concern like Yeah, uh, I'd have to check uh, the full unified rule set, but you
2: know. um... One thing, actually, I would suggest for people. I don't know if you've seen this, but um, if you Google this video, um, it comes up with the the video, and as well as that, there's one called um, uh, Pride ringside. Did did either of you watch this? No, no oh man
0: oh is this the one where you, where you you can watch the the fight from the perspective of the coaches
2: yes exactly so it is yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: i yeah i because I, i've seen this fight like a million times so i watched this one on that because i thought it'd be an interesting view. yeah
2: and i would heartily recommend watching this as well as the commentary because like with the commentary it kind of dulls out the crowd you can still hear the crowd and political go mental but on the pride ringside video you can you can hear every person a pin drop in the and the crowd, you know, you hear everything. And then when he hits that German suplex, my word, the, the noise this crowd makes. Because they do that, and then it it's kind of like this wave where it it, it crests up. And you expect it to come back down, but it keeps going because you think Randomman has it won. And then Fader puts on a submission, they just keep going louder and louder. It's honestly like it's it's. I might even stick it in at the end to be honest, because it's worth a listen. Oh, I'll do it! Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely wonderful, and it really shows you just how batshit insane this was, and how yeah. how much people like lost their shit for this. Um, yeah, it's an incredible move, and that this match, man, so good.
1: Yes, it's brilliant. Um, as far as sort of, uh, I mean, well, I think I think what we've done, with just done a succession of three stone-cold classic uh, pride fights. So, you know, we, we've done some... Uh, we did the weird freak show stuff in the works and the incredibly uh, long fights uh, in the last episode and we've just given you a nice little selection of, you know, the real the real gold. Uh, our next fight maybe doesn't fit this definition so much. This will be the uh, last fight we do before we uh, take a break. in 2004, 20th of June. So what we have is uh, Naoya Gawa with a professional record of six wins and zero losses, against uh, Giant Silver with a professional record of one win, somehow, <laughs> and uh, and uh, one loss. The win, apparently, he
2: won it with a Kimura. Yes, um, I watched yeah. um, before this, there was a video. It was like an intro video uh, for this fight, and it shows like Giant Silver's last win... Uh, and I swear to God, he put an iron claw on at one point. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it, it would have
0: it would have been great if it just said, "Now it's time for footage of his uh, of of his last win," and then it just cuts to Ladbrokes. <laughs> 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 he's, he's there with a little betting pen, watching the dogs.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna. Li- I'm not gonna lie, right? I watched this intro video, and it, it's quite well. I say tastefully, but um, it's got this intro where you get like. It's a really tasteful look at Ogawa's rise um, to cult status. So um, you get like this video of all these like celebrities and like sports teams doing his celebratory dance. And you see all his wins and stuff like that. And you're like, wow, this, this guy is a real cult figure. And you see fans cheering from. him. And then suddenly fucking P.T. Barnum comes on screen and like, giant <laughs> Silva is profiled standing next to a car. P.T. like <laughs> And then, like he's fucking uh, comparing hand sizes to like Japanese talk show hosts, just to show how much of an absolute carnival sideshow he is. Like, it's like so, it's it's so like night and day, and that this tasteful you know look at Ogawa and um, his popularity, and then just fucking roll up, roll up, fucking giant silvers here to, um, you know, fight in pride. Like, it's there is a shot of him just standing next to like a car to show how small the car is compared to him. and it's like mm-hmm. it is proper exploit, it's exploitation shit I yes. I believe I believe I used the term um for Emmanuel Yarbrough, Channel 5 documentary fat this is Channel 5 documentary at all. this is it's got all those mechanisms <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I love the fact that, like, it's not just enough to say the it guy's died. tall, you have to uh, mm-hmm. put him next to other things. It's always when, like, they want to show how big a dinosaur is, they always put them next to, like, here's what they look like in comparison to, it's always a phone box, a car, a human being and the Burj al-Khalifa. Those are the those are the four things. Um, just to explain who these two uh, gentlemen are. So, uh, uh, Naora Ogawa, um, was it, like you say? We touched on Ogawa before, haven't we? Uh, I don't think we have. We've mentioned Yoshinari Ogawa, I think. But, yes, um, rat
2: boy. Yes, rat boy. Did we not
0: talk about the um mad uh, two thousand Ogawa match? We haven't. Hashigawa, no, or... no. I'll. Oh, uh, no, Yeah, I'll just do, oh, just do right. a quick
1: rundown. So, Noah uh, Ogawa was a top judoka, and I mean top as in Olympic silver medalist. There was a huge bidding war for his uh, signature.
2: They actually showed footage of him winning the Olympic gold a silver medal in the central video as well. It was it was quite brilliant.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Giant Silver was also an Olympian in uh, basketball, not fighting, but uh, basketball. Oh. Obviously, uh, you're a, you're you a tall fella. Let's uh, get get you in a uh, get you in a sleeveless t-shirt and uh, make you amble up and down the court. Um, I, I'm a big basketball fan, as you can. Uh, I, I genuinely am. Um, so, um, Noriagawa, A.K.A. Ah, uh, sir, I see you know your judo. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is democracy manifest.
2: Ragawa,
1: uh, um That's like you're your Chinese meal. <laughs> This is a succulent MMA fight. It is.
2: You know what the succulent Chinese meal would include though? Chicken. That that will come very apparent in a second once you finish <laughs> <your glad laughs> oh, that. Oh oh
1: god yeah, we need to we need to talk about that. Oh, thanks. I like my chickens plump. <laughs> So um uh, New Japan won the bidding war for Agawa's uh signature. Boston is a big deal, didn't really wrestle very matches, uh, many matches. Um he's most famous for in pro wrestling, and you you could probably say only famous in pro wrestling for his uh, series of matches against uh, our our you know favourites, absolute unit, Shinya Hashimoto, which uh, yeah. range from absolutely classic work shoot matches that very believably bridge like Blur the lines between work and shoot, and shoot and work. And at the other end, you have uh, absolute messes, which not only make you wonder if a is actually a trained professional wrestler, but also somehow if Hashimoto was either. So they, uh, they yeah. they're sort of quite inconsistent in quality, but the best examples of their matches are very, very good. Um, um, alongside yeah. uh, this. Um, Agawa did some MMA, as you can tell from his uh, record of uh, 6-0 at this point. He was uh, quite successful in this. Um, Some great stories about him uh, in New Japan. Agawa, shall we say, had a bit of an ego. Um, And and to be... yeah, you, know, you can kind of see how he developed that. You know, big shot in judo, big shot in MMA, and uh, people in New Japan management, um, specifically uh, UVF Godfather Antonio Anoki blowing a lot of smoke up his ass. Um, Agawa did not like jobbing one little bit, and on occasion would get out of it by um crying to Papa Antonio and. Sometimes getting a finish changed, and not only that, but um, getting a a whole match changed. There's a couple of examples of this, and I believe this was the first one of these took place at a Tokyo Dome show on uh, January the 4th. I believe he was wrestling... I can't remember who he was wrestling it might have I think it was Sasaki actually um he was allegedly yeah and uh, Sasaki was due to go over Agawa got the finish changed uh, so the story goes by complaining to Anoki, and they changed the finish to a no contest but didn't tell Sasaki that's handy. So he's, That's thinking he's, uh, yeah, he's thinking he's yeah uh, he's he's thinking going to win. And then the ref calls it off and uh, the tableau ends with Agawa uh, pegging it for his life to backstage with Kentico Sasaki and uh, Manabu Nakanishi, which is quite funny because he's never been known for a great turn of speed before he fucked his neck, uh, in <laughs> hot pursuit, literally pursuing the guy it's to the pursuit. back. Um, the Manabu example... Nakanishi has
0: never been in a hot pursuit of anything.
1: Yeah, basically what happened was uh, he'd pulled this stunt one too many times. A lot of people at backstage were getting tired of his bullshit. Uh Shinsuke Nakamura, um the uh, dick hitter extraordinaire uh, of our times. Um sort of started putting it about in the locker room that when in his upcoming match with um agawa he was going to shoot on him um unfortunately he said this to the wrong person agawa got wind of it went to oh. inoki and got the match changed so it was no longer him versus nakamura but he ended up partnering i can't remember who against a um a, the tag team of uh, Tanahashi and Tenzan, neither of whom are shooters, although I mean, it, if uh, Yakuza Six is to be believed, uh, they both definitely are. And um, yeah. not only did he get the match changed, it also deprived us of a, I think, first time ever Toshiaki Kawada singles match. Because I think Kawada oh, got put hey. in the tag match alongside Agawa, if memory serves. So basically, because he did, because he was scared of uh, Nakamura shooting on him. Bear in mind, like he probably could have taken Nakamura. Uh, what, agawa? Yeah. yeah 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 easy yeah, yeah. easy but um Until so you didn't him in the <laughs> cock anyway <laughs> <laughs> hey, back you know legitimate legitimate uh fighting technique um and uh yeah so the uh so that's no agawa basically you know um oh also the innovator of the sto um which stands for space tornado agawa which is a a great name so uh He's uh, got minutes, that yeah. uh, going for him. It's based on a sort of uh, a judo technique. Um, Giant Silver, uh, if you watched WWF in the late 90s, uh, you
2: remember a faction called uh, The Oddities? Yes, with their yeah, great yeah. match against yeah. Tai SummerSlam, 98. Uh, yeah, um, I, think, I think I'm the only person who thinks that's a great match, but it is. I, I, our, quite, I quite enjoy it, The Oddities. Yeah, another oh, great ICP. <laughs>
0: It's just—it's just a real—it's it, as 90, you know—it's as evocative of its time in the in the US as like you know when you watch World of Sport and there's grannies in the front yeah. row and blokes who literally just come back from down the pit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's
1: like, it's yeah, yeah.
0: it's obvious—it's of, of its time. It's, it's, it's,
1: of it's time. It's it's uh it's harmless enough. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Giant Silver. Um, I, I want to talk about the uh the entrance because like I say uh, Giant Silver was uh pro wrestler. Uh, not in WF, but in uh, New Japan, where he tagged with uh, uh, Giant Singh, who would uh, become known as the Great Kali.
2: And they, and they once had a match against each other, which is uh, wonderful. They
1: also had a um, two-on-four handicap match on a big show. I think Tanahashi was one of the guys that they uh, uh, marmalized. Um, actually, if, uh, speaking of the great Carly, what does New Japan stuff? He's really athletic before the you know, the gigantism um, Set uh, You know, reduced his mobility. Uh, like he could, he could do a. He had a great vertical leap. He could jump from the apron over the top rope and into the ring. Yeah, like he had a because I saw a video once uh, on YouTube called the top 50 moves of the great Carly. I was like, fuck off. Does he have 50? <laughs> he absolutely did. Um, so uh, the entrance is the battle to crown the king of the Barcelona Olympics here. Incidentally, I went to the uh, Barcelona Olympic Stadium. Very nice. Lots of concrete. Giant um, uh, Silver's weird face is superimposed on the screen. And um, also a weird CGI Frankenstein thing uh, does some pelvic thrusts.
2: Yes, um, um, that's Ogawa <laughs> um, celebration, because this was outlined in the intro video that this is like his celebration thing that he does. And oh, that was meant is... to be Ogawa
1: uh, of Frankenstein. I
2: th- yeah, I think so, because all these people were doing a celebration to uh, celebrate Ogawa, I believe it is, uh-huh
1: wow okay I, I just assumed they were portraying giant silver as frankenstein because you know the, the very sensitive approach to physical difference that we have uh hitherto seen in the uh, the video package uh, for yes. this uh, um apparently Agawa wants to debut a new finisher the the very idea of having a finisher in an every fight is innately hilarious <laughs> and uh also reminds me of uh it's a
2: burning th- hammer <laughs>
1: Oh, so it also reminds me of that uh, match on WCW Thunder where Booker T came out and the commentators talked about that he was debuting a new finisher called the Hundred Tenth Street Slam, and then he just didn't do it. <laughs> he just won with the scissors kick, like normal. I don't think we ever saw the move. <laughs> so that that kind of uh, made me uh, that kind of made me laugh. Um, the
2: fight, the production is <laughs> unreal. Well, first of all, the productions are unreal. The giant hologram disembodied heads floating over the arena, like absolute madness I, I, yeah like it this is a perfect example of pride and like the production and stuff like that no one can touch pride for production at all with len heart screaming her heart out oh uh, she's on
0: top form again yeah. yeah
2: uh carry on oh yeah and um silva has uh the luchador solar in his corner yeah, I was gonna point this out. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's so. I imagine someone from DVDVR will tweet and go, "Actually, I think guys, it is. It was this. And I think it is." I like how
1: your nerd voice is actually not that different from your normal voice.
2: Yeah, what can I say? It's, it's just it you're so
1: Glaswegian you can't do accents.
2: <laughs> well, actually, one thing I wanted to mention just before we go on is that Ogawa wears um, I'm chicken on his shirt, and the reason was is in a pre-fight <laughs> interview, uh, Giant Silva commented that he likes to eat chicken. So Ogawa, uh, A man after my own heart Coming in all his crew um, Got I'm checking shirts um, Printed um, To uh, wind up Giant Silver I thought that was quite brilliant
1: That is absolutely amazing I mean, Obviously it uh, I mean it, it goes very well for uh, Giant Silver As we're uh, about to see So Agar gets a takedown very quickly And into side control um, Him trying to get a submission on uh, Giant Silver Is rather like a boss fight from Shadow of the Colossus <laughs>
2: Yeah Oh, giant silver swings like a tree in this in the wind like it's absolute oh. tree fighting I all of
0: it and can i can i just say i don't think i've ever seen anything less approximating what could be even sort of like um basically described as a clinch game right? <laughs> Like like i've never seen anyone he's massive right like and he, th- there is no attempt made whatsoever to even like uh to cup his hands in like a plum thing or whatever and just like pull a head in not even like basics he literally just sort of w- waggles his hands around a bit uh sort of next to his shoulders like he's the fucking yeti in um, wcw like um you know it's, it's me- I- i've just written here but the, f- the first line i've just written is clinch game abject
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you know what you what you expect the guy's uh the guy's not a fighter he's uh he's he's a very tall man who is, is done v- very well often, self parlaying this tallness into a successful sporting career. He
2: is, he is so tall, in fact, that during the introductions, you know how they do the uh, where you cannot hit and you like, touch all the points. The referee has to tippy toe to touch uh, ah! Silva's head because he's too high. Yeah, that's how tall Amazing. Giant Silva is. He's also uh, much bigger than a car, as I keep going back to it in this intro video. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but not as fast as a Peregrine Falcon. So. <laughs> you know, them the breaks. Silver, at least, is, I've, I've got him down here, he is actually better on the mat than I thought, in that he does manage to escape no, from, no, no, he, no sorry, he no. does manage to escape from an attempted choke at one point <laughs> in this match. He doesn't escape from it, he,
0: Ogawa lets him, Ogawa, at that point, Ogawa can finish the fight, like, there's no, let's not, escaping is far too grandiose a term for what occurs here.
2: I also noticed at one point, the referee has a camera on his head, and he has a backpack. Oh, It's amazing. It's like a, a proto um, VAR. Um, I imagine there'll be lots yeah. of MMA fans who'll be fucking outraged and say it ruins the flow of the game. And it's totally. <laughs> MMA. It was. It, I
0: mean, Pride was really the original peep show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm absolutely getting the peep show theme tuning and um, dubbing this over this fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh oh uh, pride <laughs> fc the secret ingredient is crime
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah but like but to, to come back to what you were saying there's basically ogawa's got him inside control right he's got him inside control um, at one point and pretty much like what 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 silver sort of needs to do if he can is he's basically got to manipulate um like um his his entire sort of body through like uh his kind of um thighs like to kick out and push um, and try and like sort of switch himself around at least so he can try and wriggle free the problem is he's fucking massive so he can't do that he's not got any wiggle room Uh, there 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 is no uh, wiggle room at the (laughs) end so by that point like ogawa at that point when he manages to sort of get up that's ogawa basically letting him get up and at that point ogawa can take his back at ease if he wants to there's this weird, like, clumsy transition back into a full mount <laughs> that absolutely must have been like the least amount of effort I've ever seen. But the thing is, you say taking
1: <laughs> like, his back, that's still an effort. His back's the size of the fucking Rosetta Stone. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's, uh,
0: true, true that. But, like, it's also a lot of back to climb up if you just want to choke someone out. That is
2: The whole
1: Shadow of the Colossus uh, comparison. Yeah, absolutely. He
2: absolutely, yeah, he absolutely yeah. needs crampons to climb that back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, and then, yeah, so while they're in
0: full mount, Silver, like, bless him, he tries a little bit of wrist control at this point, right, which is probably the only effective thing that he does in the entire fight, but when you're on your back, like, uh, wrist control is not a substitute for creative or effective work, (laughs) like,
2: I can guarantee it's not going to happen. Yeah, so we should probably get to the finish of this match. Hey. yeah
1: yes pl- please let's get to the uh let's get to the finish of this match um the uh giant uh tries to uh wriggle out of uh w- some hammer fists from uh agawa. <laughs> he's uh defended this point he's just shoving his massive hands in gawa's face he is literally trying to get him to talk to the hand um and then um agawa gets in mount and wins with punches i assume this is the uh the new innovative finisher that the uh commentators were talking about no agawa the first man ever to get in a mount and win with punches what an innovator and uh yeah that's the fight i mean uh there's not uh having said that as much as we've uh sort of talked about um like a uh, giant silvers uh, appearance. Like a guy was a weird looking man. Yes. Yes. Like he's very yes. like long and lanky, isn't he? Yeah. He looks like a very
0: dangerous big
1: fish. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like a shark or something. Or yeah, big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs>
2: yeah. From Don't, from Don't worry. Bass. Be <laughs> happy. Oh man, if it wasn't like 12 o'clock at Sasha 11 o'clock at night, we'd have already just started singing. Do <laughs> in the top of a voice. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, could, I, could... I might still do that. I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's the. Uh, so, that is, um, I believe, uh, episode 14 uh, in, the, in the bags. So, uh, what we're going to do next time, we are. Because. Uh, we wanted to get more fights in, but I mean, we've had such a great time talking about these ones. Uh, to really do the remaining fights, we've got uh, justice. Uh, we are going to uh, leave them for uh, episode fifteen. So, what we'll do there is talk about a few more uh, pride fights and one which isn't exactly a fight in pride, and by isn't exactly a fight in pride, I mean it isn't, uh, but which is uh, very influential.
0: <laughs> he's a man that says he's a man that says what he means. He doesn't split hairs,
1: George. He calls a, spade a spade. <laughs> um, It's a fight which is very important in. Uh, Japanese MMA history, so we'll be um, covering that.
2: I do absolutely love the fact that we've had to wait eight eight months for this uh, part two, and we've ended up going. Will be a part three? It's like when Axel Rose said Chinese democracy was a trilogy? It's a bit like that.
1: I believe this is what's known as edging. <laughs> I didn't expect that
0: like, oh. on this day um, I see clearly <laughs> it's a little bit like this <laughs> a little bit there's, there's less there's less
1: chat, chat about Don
0: Fry usually but it depends who you with us
1: probably. well in, in, indeed so I mean <laughs> if, if you're as a bigger uh, Don Fry fan as Daniel give him a call <laughs> please <laughs> Um don't call done fry. You'll have to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh before we uh, uh love, love you and leave you, um obviously the usual plugs that we do, we have a uh, Twitter account at Poe Podcast, SoundCloud, the Poa Podcast. Um if you like this if you like pictures of Jushin Liger and Hiroshi Tanahashi fucking around with shopping trolleys, go on our Facebook, because that is the only content we have on it. Um you can also find um Episodes when I remember to upload them, as well as various other wrestling-related content. At I maintain the double foot stomp is silly, dot com, um, and I guess that's about it for the uh, plugs Oh, uh, we also, as well as episode fifteen, we will be hopefully getting this out in uh, time for the World Cup. I've said it now, so we uh, have to commit to it. Um, an episode called um hashtag football is pro wrestling. So if you enjoyed the uh, uh, yeah. hashtag whoever is pro wrestling episode, then um. Do uh, stay tuned for that because, um, as you know, we all love a bit of the football and uh, we have actually mentioned football more on this podcast than we have, say, Masahiro Chono, for example. Um, So I think um, maybe in a vain attempt to get it out of our systems, uh, distilling all this chat into... one uh, episode just talking about the ways in which football is like pro wrestling uh things like uh, the best promos in uh, football matches that were worked uh the spectacle and razzmatazz of the whole endeavor and uh you know, face and heel turns and things like that
2: uh, you, you speaking of which um in terms of uh, an attempt to get a football um podcasting out of our system um i am actually starting a football podcast what? it's currently untitled at the moment what? um yeah i'm starting a football podcast um where we um Basically, talk to fans of different clubs, um, and they go through their worst seasons. So it's basically like you know all the the hilarious things that happen because me and my friend are both going through, um, awful seasons. Um, as we speak, tomorrow I'm I am travelling, I am travelling to Livingston for a fucking relegation playoff, um, that could see my team go down. And as well as that, the other person is a Sunderland fan. Oh, so oh, that's rough. um, yeah, we, ha- we thought we'd uh have like some sort of therapy. Uh, for people where they can get out their, their awful, awful seasons. Uh, so we're, we're doing that. So yeah, if you I want to we'll hear more about, about
0: um, Alan Ball um, <laughs> 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 and oh, yeah. his masochism, then at some point I might be talking about it
2: on, on David show. Maybe. Much, much Alan Ball hijinks to come. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, well as, I really,
1: w- I really uh, want to be on this uh, podcast. At the same time, I'm an Arsenal fan. and like Talking about Arsenal's worst season since I've been alive is just going to be like the football equivalent of First World Problems. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. boo you came sixth in the league. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. uh, we, came se- we came six in the league once in the last 40 years, so you don't see me fucking complaining. And it's still the um,
0: best-selling DVD in the club shop.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> um, As well as that, speaking of football, um, I am currently tra- uh, collecting the Panini World Cup stickers, <laughs> and genuinely, uh, I need people to trade with me. So if you listen to this and have any doublers for Panini World Cup stickers... DM is, I'm not joking. I, I, I will actually trade with you. I'll send you t- stickers in the post because I have like two hundred doublers at the moment. Um so if you have those, please do. And as well as that, um I wanted to give a quick shout out to WrestleMania Weekend because uh, we ran a big grift. Did you hear about this grift that we did Oh Daniel this is WrestleMania Weekend. Um maybe, uh, yeah. see if, have you ever heard of Fight T V? They do all the Ryzen pay per views well they had a scam going on. I, I, they they don't call it a scam, but it is. Was it a scam uh, with a big where- plate? Yeah, uh, scam with a big plate, yeah, where basically you could sign up and you could give everybody your free code. Uh, and if they signed up with your code, your referral code, you got like twenty dollars in credit. The guys in the Virtual Pros podcast, I'm not joking, have six thousand dollars worth of credit. So I can literally like just buy like random rising pay per views until like the year three thousand and not run out of credit. <laughs> the first thing to say but, is it's, it's not pyramid selling. No, this is not pyramid selling. Absolutely, um, business secrets of Fight TV. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, if you want to help us, I'm not. We're not doing a Patreon. We don't really care about getting money or anything like that. But uh, we absolutely love watching the graps for free. So if you want to watch a free Fight TV pay per view, you can by using our Fight TV code. Um, it is the number zero, Y for Yankee, W for whiskey. The number one. W for Whiskey, the number 5, and N for November. Now, we haven't been paid by Fight TV to do this. I generally just found out about this, and, like, I fucking love getting credits. So we, we generally use this to watch, like... I watched, like, Joey Janellis, Spring Break, Bloodsport, all the all shows, Kaiju Big Battle. I, I watched them all. Um, I, Well, I've not watched them all, but I have them all to watch. Um, And, like, honestly, if you want to sign up for Fight TV use this code or message us and I will give you the code because um, frankly, that that's all I want. I don't, I don't want money. I want to watch um, shitty Evolve shows for free. Um, so yeah, uh, do that. And as well as that, um, if you could leave us a rating um, and review us on iTunes, um, it will give me a good laugh. Uh, you can put in as many oblique references to football in the IRA um, and it will be fantastic. Um, so yeah, five-star reviews um, until they get six and a quarter going. Um, anything less than five stars and um, I'm coming to your house so um five star reviews all round. Um I um yes.
0: I am looking for um a a partner, someone to share things with. Um walks on the beach um coffees at lunch. Good sense of humor.
2: Right. I mean it's not displayed in this podcast but he does have a good sense of humor. Yeah but
0: must be into Don Fry's Tash. Um, I also need money, Um, so (laughs) if anyone wants to give me some money, you can do that, um, because you can go to my uh, record label's Bandcamp page, which is handloomlament.bandcamp.com, handloomlament.bandcamp.com, and you can get my uh, latest uh, album, and it's a pay what you want. Uh, So you can't really say much fairer than that, can you? So if you like um, samples from YouTube of people fighting in kebab shops... Um, bad electronic music, bad poetry, um, and references to munchie boxes, then (laughs) you you could go there. And what you could do is you could help me by giving me some money. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my shot. That's my, um, yeah, that's my shot.
2: And actually saying that, um, as well as that, I'm going to plug as well, while well, you're at his band camp, you can go over to my band camp. Because, right. um, I am It's all connected now, It's like a warrant. It's all connected.
0: Surfing the information superhighway.
2: I am uh, releasing some Ambrian drone remixes of the Four Pillars fame tunes on 6.3, uh, 6.3.18, just commemorate 6.3.94. Um, I'll put up a link to it. But um, it's fastbuck.bandcamp.com look at it after the third of June, as if I'm getting this out by the third of June. But still, you know, um yeah, you know, Hope Springs Eternal. Um yeah, do that. But give me money as well. I mean I see all 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 money MD credits.
1: Yeah, I mean like, awesome. I'm
2: not gonna I'm not gonna say no to a bit of money, no. you know um but yeah that's that's pay what you want as well and yeah. um, nobody has ever paid me for anything so yeah. uh you know i mean
0: we'd, we'd we'd set up a patreon but we're terrified of the crippling disappointment and failure so we
1: probably won't but, I, I, yeah. i've missed a yeah. trick because like you guys have got the your music out and like the thing i'm trying to do my extracurricular thing to bring a bit of money in is a a weird uh novel which is uh now longer than catch 22 officially and that makes it better i'm going to i might i might bridge the bridge the gap by uh i am going to actually do this um releasing a uh collection of uh my poetry which was inspired by the bbc2 series robot wars so uh look out for that coming uh coming soon uh
2: it it includes Uh, it includes a uh,
1: (laughs) it includes a uh sonnet and a
2: villanelle currently so uh um i might i might get stuck in on this with some poetry as well um yes we would like to take a moment to um mourn the loss of robot wars which has been uh cancelled oh it's been put on hiatus like wcw thunder which is still on hiatus actually (laughs) like the korean Um, war it never officially ended i mean (laughs) i mean
0: i mean mean, since last episode you know lance russell's died uh but i i think this
2: is more important (laughs) yes yeah, it's 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 basically on this on this podcast. It's like Robot Wars being cancelled, John Lambie dying, and um, yeah. that's about it. Uh, but yeah, like you're taking clearly taking the, the New Japan main event model with your book, <laughs> and uh, the longer it is, the better it is. Oh yeah, know
1: yeah, that that is the uh, that is logic. I mean, Daniel, you you say that uh, since the last uh, podcast Lance Russell's died, since the last podcast, fucking Brian Pillman's died. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are you, are you watching Again. Dominion on Sunday, by the way, for the Okada Omega 2 out of Free Falls match, Daniel?
1: <laughs> Is that a thing? No time limit. No time limit.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: no, yeah. of course I'm
1: not.
0: <laughs> I can't think of anything I want to watch
2: less. Luke um, from the group had um, a fantastic um, uh, suggestion whether they should just do like a 42-man tag as like the 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 other match and then just have that match just have two matches a 42 man tag and then that oh my god um, just
0: three hours worth of Kenny Omega's stupid fucking
1: facial expressions <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus
1: right and this man. is a man who knows good facials <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: <laughs> Believe his opinion. Um, there's a man. There's a man that knows his onions. <laughs> well,
2: what What he gets up to with the gammons and the wheel of fortune is entirely his, it's business. Entirely his own business. so it's a man who knows right. his onions,
1: blooming onions. Uh, absolutely, death to the middle class. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I better take my fucking leave then. No, I'm, you're I... all right. I have put a
0: word in with the lads with you. You're You're in the good book. That's good. I'm a class traitor, but the good kind. No, yeah. you're fine. You're, you're You're all right. You're You're You're, a, you're on the Kapotkin list.
1: Huh? Okay, I'll. I'll... I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Um, so people uh, that
0: people pe- people that are from a, a non working class background but uh, dedicate themselves to the struggle. Yeah. It's a nice little bandy, that you're in. It's thinner than the one where everyone gets wiped out of. Them, so, ah, you know. good,
1: good, good. Um, so we have been the uh, PurPurry podcast. Um, I have been uh, George. My colleagues uh, Dan and David have really enjoyed uh, greeting you with uh, their uh, their. Uh vocalizations uh, as, as always so we will see you next time for episode 15 where we finally get to the end of our march through the pride fighting championship and then who knows maybe we will even talk about a bit of professional wrestling stay tuned for that mm-hmm. okay so thank okay. you very much and sayonara
0: bye